For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Blue Jays fans. Welcome on in to Jaybird Watching. Uh, earlier in the week than normal, earlier in the day than normal, a special edition episode to get the Buffalo Bills fan on this podcast, Greg Borden, out in time for the <laughs> early Monday Night Football kickoff at 7.15. But before we do that, we're going to level set. We're going to talk about the past week that was in Toronto Blue Jays baseball with Greg Borden and Tyson Sushkovich, did I pronounce that right? Was that close? Not even close, but I appreciate it. Do shameless promoting of your own name right now. A couple times. So correct me on the correct pronunciation, but I'll just call you Tyson. <laughs> That's, that works for me. Yeah, that works for me. How are you doing, Joe? strive for professionalism here. Yes, exactly, exactly. How are the both of you doing on this Monday early evening? It's an off day. It's weird. I know. It's a weird Monday off day. Yeah, what do we do now? It's like, okay, good. There is football tonight, so I got yeah. that covered. But to that point, it does feel weird not having Blue Jay baseball on a Monday night. But yeah, well, look, looking ahead, I mean, the next off day, uh, I guess the last off day of the regular season is next week, Thursday, and there's football on on Thursday night. So oh, there you go. You are covered all the way through until the wild card round starts and <laughs> off between the last day of the regular season at Baltimore and uh, the Friday of wild card weekend. There will be another football game to fill the calendar. So we are set uh, with football being on. But hey, this is a baseball podcast and the Blue Jays just came off a very successful week against their American League East rivals. Craig, I know you talked about it last week with Ian Hunter and Chris Henderson, but the Blue Jays did take three out of five. From the Tampa Bay Rays, and then this past weekend they took two out of three from the Baltimore Orioles. Overall, a very, very successful homestand. Unfortunately, the way yesterday ended didn't put the exclamation point on it, and in my mind, all but virtually eliminate the Baltimore Orioles from playoff contention. We can debate on if they already are or not. But let's start with you, Tyson. Over the past several games against the Rays and the Tampa Bay, or the the Rays and the Baltimore Orioles. Was there anything particular that really stood out to you during that homestand? Um, it can be anything you want. Anything that comes to mind first, <laughs> pitching, starting pitching, offense, um, big moments, uh, something that signifies to you that this team is all but ready to start wrapping up their spot in the postseason. Well, I think first and foremost, right, you, you got to look at Bo Bichette and how he's doing, right? Like, you know, he had he had such a he had such a slow start to the year compared to what we we saw from him last year. And then in this past month, he's just he's just ramped it up, and it's it's making such a difference on this field, especially with with Gurriel Jr. being out too. I think with I think with him being out, 
Bobachek kind of stepped up to the plate and, and went further than, you know, many would expect because, he's you know, he's hitting multi-hit home run games. He's getting on base. He's hitting those clutch things. I think another big thing, too, was was that doubleheader against Tampa, right? You know, yeah. looking looking back, the sure. doubleheader against Tampa and then that West Coast swing, that's what led to Montoyo getting fired, right? Because yeah. they, <laughs> they, they went into that slump. And, you know, I think, if I remember correctly, they took they took one and they lost one. But they mm-hmm. and then they had the you know the multiple bullpen days and no reliable like fifth starter if you will and then you have Mitch White also come out and pitch this great you know relief outing that he had his, his longest outing as a Blue Jay you know after an opener and you know it's just it's just the little things that are starting to click and I think that's going to be a big indicator for a team that is looking for postseason baseball because it's you know you, you can you can always focus on certain things you know starting pitching has to be fantastic. And the bullpen has to be great because, you know, starting pitching in the playoffs, the, you know, they don't like to go against the, the team the third time unless you're really rolling. And I think the Blue Jays have that more refined bullpen than what we, you know, came in starting with this year and especially compared to last year. So definitely, you know, a couple of key, like, like I said, Bobachette, you know, the, the, the coming out of the week with the doubleheader and then also just everything starting to kind of came, come into shit. You know, Vladdy's hitting the ball, hitting the ball a little higher now. He had that. I don't want to call it a moonshot, but he, he had that. Too tall. Yeah, he had the, you know, he had that non-line drive home run, which is nice to see. And everyone's, everyone's contributing. Matt Chapman too. Like, like I said, everything's clicking and that's good. Yes. Yes. That's very good recap. Craig, what has stood out to you the last several games against the American League East rivals? I'm kind of in that ballpark, Brendan, where you were steering the conversation a minute ago. I think we damn near close put, the Baltimore Orioles back in their place. Um, they're not completely dead yet, technically, but, you know, we've made it really, really difficult with them. And the only reason I can't say we're dead on that whole thing is the fact that we have to play them specifically so much as we do for the next few weeks. Um, and us being ahead of them, the Rays being ahead of them, they're playing all the teams that are technically, you know, in the mix. So can't count them out completely, but they're not, you know, it's going to be very difficult. It's even worse than where we were sitting at this time last year. And just missing it by one game, they're going to have to do everything right for the next few weeks to be able to get something proper to happen and rely on the fact that the other teams are falling by the wayside. Um, it was very, I, honestly, the thing that stuck out to me the much, the most over the last week is the fact that they took the school, the race to school. This didn't look like the lopsided Jays versus Rays issues that we've been seeing over the last few years it actually felt like there was some normalcy this was an actual competitive ball game we didn't have the you know back and forth nonsense that we always see when we're in the drop for example yeah. and, they <laughs> took them, and they took them to the you know the break on each of those games especially the close one yeah we didn't finish that series out maybe the way we wanted to with baltimore yesterday but the, the rays games were in our hands and they did what they needed to do. And that encourages me exponentially for going into this week when we're going to play the Rays again in the trot. So I thought that Shane McClanahan game was very telling to where things could be going. They were able to stay in that game against somebody like him. Yes, he was bouncing back from a, you know, IL stint, but I never thought in a million years he was going to come out and look bad. Yes. <laughs> he was yeah. Shane McClanahan all day, every day for that start, and they were able to do their job. So very intriguing, regardless of what happened with how the Orioles series here fin- finished. That raising their race series was the tell-all, I think, for how they are going to perform for the rest of the season. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Both of you summed it up really well. I think the thing that stood out to me over the last couple of series that really 
starts to signify that this team can do some damage when they get into the postseason is hitting the opposing team's higher leverage relievers. They put a lot of pressure on Felix Bautista yesterday and almost came back and won the game and picked up Jordan Romano. And then hitting Jason Adam uh, a little bit against uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. And he's got to hate us by now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bad bad enough for us letting him go. And then second for, you know, let's just beat him up afterwards. Why not? (laughs) But yeah, once you get into the postseason, um, every team that's in there usually has good bullpens. uh, And you're going to have to hit high velocity and high leverage spots. And the fact that they're starting Mm. to do that with a little bit more frequency and put pressure on the opposing team's bullpens is a good sign to me. Now, that being said, they f- did not put the finishing touches on that. So let's expand on the Orioles series a little bit. Uh, they did blow yesterday, but they won a bullpen game on Friday, which was shocking, yeah. I think, to us all. <laughs> and, and Jose Barrios continued. You know what? Still, a lot of hard time <laughs> gives up. Not nearly as many strikeouts as we're used to seeing from Barrios, but he still is getting the job done over the last five to six starts. Um the Orioles leave town six back instead of eight back with the Blue Jays coughing up yesterday. There's only 15 games left for the Blue Jays. I think the Orioles have one or two more in hand uh, on them. Um, the stat that I saw, Craig, was that if the Blue Jays just play 500 baseball the rest of the way, the Orioles would have to go 16 and two just to tie. Um, and that seems pretty damn near close. To it. <laughs> I said damn near close. <laughs> what I'm saying is every win the Blue Jays rack up from here on out, whether it's taking one tomorrow night against Philly or taking both against Philly, um, just puts more and more pressure on the Orioles and hopefully makes that final series of the year at Baltimore completely meaningless where you can begin to line up your rotation uh, and maybe give some guys some days off heading into the playoffs. Kuchi gets a start in that time, you know. Right. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, pitch a gem. <laughs> Probably, yeah, he's yeah. going to have to get one at some point here. <laughs> but, Craig, do you think that six games back with 15 left uh, for the Blue Jays and uh, one or two extra for the Orioles is the nail in the coffin at this point? Because there's still a very glimmer of hope they had to have that game yesterday, the Orioles, and they did. Uh, yeah. But, as I just said, they basically <laughs> have to all lose again. Lid's so. shut. <laughs> <laughs> you got most of the nails in, but there's a couple there about, you know, like that far out. <laughs> they haven't been drove all the way down yet, but I think the Blue Jays are in better standing. I'd be worried about, you know, the, the uh, those few extra games might be the difference between the Rays and the Mariners actually having to deal with it. And to that point, to what you just said, Brendan, the more wins they can rack up here makes it that hard for even those two teams to keep coming toward the, uh, what would be solidifying a Blue Jay home field advantage for those yes. wild card games. And to me, that's getting more and more critical every goddamn day. Um, the other fun part about this is we're, what, five and a half technically out of the division still? Yep, still. That, still. Conver- that conversation hasn't gone away yet either. And the Yankees, I'm sorry to say that they're running on Josh Donaldson having a little bit of a resurgent week this last week and still Aaron Judge. So, <laughs> this whole thing right now with the wild card is all the spots are open. The division's still not out of the reality. Somebody's going to get hot here in this equation out of those four teams. And I'm not saying that's the Orioles, so I'll cool your jets. <laughs> so, um, to that point, one of those teams is going to get hot and I think ride to the division and into the first round of the playoffs. I can't say that's the Yankees right now. Right now, we're probably the hottest team out of all of those. And the Rays are just in that section back, but the Mariners have even taken a step back over the last few weeks. So it's going to be an interesting way to finish it over those last 15 games. Like you said, Brennan, 
Exactly. Tyson, is the uh, coffin shut or all the nails in, as Craig said, or is there a couple that are still I don't want to say that. As soon as you you say that, all of a sudden bad things happen. I know. And then Gunnar Gunnar Henderson gets a cycle and, and, you know, they just, they figure out, I don't know, because when you think of, when you think, I try to take the approach of, like, you can only control what you control, right? So if the Blue Jays go in and do their thing, right? You know, the, kind of way back to Craig said, it's like focus on winning the division, right? It's it's not mathematically impossible, but you still have to face the Yankees. The Yankees, everyone's kind of still got to go through the division, you know. And if the Blue Jays can continue winning games and try for that, then you kind of you know, in the retrospect, all of a sudden the Orioles don't have a chance, right? Or the Blue Jays don't have to worry about it, but maybe Tampa goes on a skid, they have to worry about it, right? Like it's yeah. it's it's more of the equation of the Blue Jays just need to take care of their business, and then everything else will fall into place. Because you know the Orioles, you know, silly to say, they're they're every team in the AL East, kind of besides the Boston Red Sox, they can go on a, a bit of a streak here, For right? Sure. And yeah. and especially with all of the American League East still having to face each other, it's always one of those like, yes, they got you know the Blue Jays could go eight and eight, and the Orioles had to have this great run, but it's like. Is it possible? Maybe not, but it's not impossible enough that you want to put the nail in the coffin. Because then, as soon as you do that, you know, because even like even if they go to Baltimore and the wild card, you know, Orioles are out of it, but the wild card race is down to a game and a half and two games, like like we've seen all season. You know, yeah, do you want to sit Manoa because you want to have him in the first game? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, yeah, totally, maybe. But then also at the same time, the conversation could be. Do you want to have Manoa pitching at the Rogers Center, or do you want Kevin Gosman pitching on the like? You know what I mean. And then I yeah. think that'll be kind of you know take care of this week. And then I think after this week, especially if the Orioles lose a few and the Blue Jays win a few, then it's like, okay, hey, now you don't have to worry about them catching up. And then you can kind of take the approach of, okay, now where do now now let's go get the division so we get the buy. You know, let's keep let's keep going because because if they pass the Yankees, there's no one no one in the AL Central's catching right. So yeah, yeah. exactly. This yeah, that's going to be interesting, too, is right now, let's say we, and this is honestly why, I, to your point, we got to go for the division. You get that first round by, and right now it would be playing the Guardians or the one of the wild card teams. Yeah, so in that first round, six, instead right? of playing Houston mm-hmm. <laughs> in that second yeah. round. So yeah, that'd, that'd be, be a big, difference. big, big difference. Absolutely. <laughs> Just to put a bow on their schedule. They start a series tonight with the Tigers for three games at Baltimore. Then they welcome Houston to town. And, you know, Houston's going to want to start wrapping up the number one overall seats. Oh, yeah. Maybe that is where, hopefully, <laughs> it starts to unravel. Just for slam them. Exactly. Maybe, maybe yeah. by the time you guys record next week, uh, the nails will be firmly shut on the Orioles uh, with yeah. only a couple of games to go. And then they are at Boston for four. Boston's still good enough to take a game or two there. Uh, they have been sneaky better lately, too. They have. Yeah. They have. They've come up with some big wins against the Yankees and other teams. Oh. Uh, Baltimore they're, goes to two, the three, four, man. Exactly. Two, three, four is so dangerous. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So it's close. It's and- close. And just to be this guy, Alex Verdugo does a hell of a sneaky game at a uh, post-game interview. If you haven't seen that clip with him interviewing J.D. Martinez after one of the games, I would highly recommend finding that on the cut oh, forums. Yeah. <laughs> it was very amusing. He literally takes the microphone slowly from the the guy that does the after-game interviews and just full-on takes it over. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yes, yes. Uh, looking back at Saturday, uh, knowing that we've already kind of talked about Sunday going backwards, I guess. Um, Barrios <laughs> out, throws six innings, gives up seven hits, still a lot of loud contact, only strikes out three and walks two. Um, he's finally gotten his ERA for the season under five again, at, right at 499. Uh, I know Beat me to it. The BR. All excited. Four nine nine. Since August the eighteenth, Barrios has not given up more than four earned runs in a start, and the Blue Jays typically win those games. Actually, they've won all games since that uh, August the eighteenth start at Yankee Stadium. Um, I know we talk about this seemingly every every uh, every show the last couple of weeks. Tyson has Jose Barrios pitched his way back into starting in a potential wildcard series over Ross Stripling. And look, that's going to be a weekly thing that we debate as each turn <laughs> rotation. Uh, I don't think there's a solidified answer yet because to me, I've made my stance clear. Uh, it would be very hard to not start a guy. You just gave a seven year contract extension to at 142 or whatever million dollars it was. But on performance alone, Ross Stripling is the very easy answer. So with another turn through the rotation of Barrios being okay, not dominant, and Ross Stripling being quite dominant and channeling 2015 Marco Estrada, where are you going with the third starter spot behind Kevin Gosman and Alec Manoa? See, for me personally, I've always been on the Jose Barrios starting train. Even though he has he has been inconsistent this season and he has given up, he has given up his fair share of hits. The reason I've always been kind of on, you know, Jose Barrios starting, you know, you, sh- you, you know, for 100% the, the contract extension, you know, this is why you extended him for this reason. But another reason, too, is I think if, let's say hypothetically, you go to a game three, right, and you need to have your third starter going. You know, we've seen lately from the past couple seasons, the past couple postseasons, starters not going into deep as games, right? And I think the best punch, the one-two punch the Blue Jays could do is Jose Barrios first and Ross Stripling second because Ross mm-hmm. Stripling's been that swing man before, right? And he's having a fantastic season, right? But if you were to look yeah. at his, you know, how deep he goes into a game <clears throat> compared to the rest of the Blue Jays starters, it's it's not as far, right? And whether or not that's because of his previous swing man role, whether or not that's, you know, this, <laughs> that, and the other, or his pitch count gets too high, who who knows, right? Yes, he's been great, you know, but here's the thing. If Jose Barrios can do what he did you know, Saturday or these past couple starts that he's had, you know, he's given up the contact a little bit. He's gotten a few strikeouts, but he's limited to damage, but still going five, six innings. You follow that with one to three innings of Ross Stripling, and then you can have Yumi Garcia or Jimmy Garcia, sorry, and Jordan Romano come out. Like you've, you pretty much, you're, you're sending the best game three lineup you can, other than bringing like Alec Manoa out in the eighth. Cause you're, you're you're a little afraid kind of like you know like a almost like a chris sale in the world series like it's i think i think jose barrios wouldn't do so well coming out of the pen Mm -hmm. and i think with how far starters go into games it would be more advantageous to have ross stripling come out of the pen if required right or even if you want to you know put it on ice right because ross stripling's been having a great year and 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 kind of goes back to that that scene of if the Blue Jays are winning towards the end of the season and they got, you know, let's say they got the first AL wildcard spot locked down, I'd put Ross Stripling out there for a, like as a as a force like in the fourth fifth inning because then it's like, okay, you know, this is you, you might be tipping your hand a little bit, but I would, you know, I would think a lot of teams already kind of have a gauge of what's going to happen. But I think with Ross Stripling's experience coming out as the swingman and with Jose Barros, you know, you might get you might get opening day, and that's the risk you take, mm-hmm. but you also might get this, you know, this version that's been pitching well lately. 
and you would kind of hopefully roll with the momentum and maybe, you know, in a week's time I could be like, no, cause he just went out and <laughs> you know, gave up five or yeah. two, two innings. Right. But so I think right to now, your no comment, I think his ah start was the one yesterday, the other day personally, because to the Brendan's point, the hard contact was back. He wasn't striking out as many. It just happened to go to gloves that game versus yes. where we see the horrible games that he does have that random bleh, start, <laughs> you know, they find gaps, they find over the fences. I, the Orioles weren't able to take capitalize on him having an off day was my assumption the other day watching that. But you guys see it. I say, I think I even said it to you a few weeks ago, Brendan, is he has a few great starts where he looks like an ace and then he throws up boom, right in the middle of it. <laughs> you know, he's, that's he's why you like have a 4.99 ERA. It's very checklist. I was in Milwaukee when he had that eight run inning or the eight run uh, game there. And I was like, it was like, Ooh. And then you're like, and then you see him go out there and do 13 strikeouts through six instead of franchise record. And you're like, yeah, I know. How was that? I don't, don't, yeah. But you know what? It's just, it's just been his season. That's just how it's been. We've said this all year. It's, uh, I think the, he's probably the most frustrating pitcher in maybe all of baseball. Definitely the most frustrating Blue Jays pitcher because there really is nothing on the surface level or the advanced level statistics that really can tip why this is happening to yeah. a guy who's been so consistent throughout his whole career. I'm hoping that by the time next season comes around, he figures it back out and he's back to what he was when we traded for him uh, yeah. in his Minnesota Twin days. But it's going to be <laughs> probably a debate that we have again. <laughs> Twins fans and Red Wings fans, where I am, where, where we saw him coming up through the, Ma- the minor league system and here and tell you this will be the roller coaster you will get from Jose yeah. Barrios, your whole <laughs> existence of dealing with him. At least but next five years. Up until this year, there's been more good than there has been these awfuls. So, sure. And that, I think a lot of it is to that point of where I was going a minute ago that – when he's having his off days and he doesn't have all of his stuff, it's so dependent on how good a luck he has. And this year has been all the bad luck on those days. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very true. I hope he goes into this off season. I, I, I think some of it's his conditioning and whatnot. And like some of that space between the years thing to a point, I think he's going to figure out how to take that next step, knowing he's got that big contract on him and being in the Blue Jays system for sure. Going forward, he's going to do everything he needs to. Maybe he hangs out in Dedean a little longer, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't disagree. I think he, he can this offseason. Yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> it. He can this offseason. I want, honestly, I wonder for somebody like him that is a, a creature of habit and very into his routine, how much to having that, you know, the lockout and everything really screw with his. Yeah. Up front, I you know that is a great point to where that's you were going there, Tyson. That, yeah, that he can actually have an off season and not sit at home. You know, maybe those couple extra days on the couch having a few beers. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the difference. Moving on to the last game against the Rays, as we wrap up this past home stand, Kevin Gosman for the second straight start in a row gave up five earned runs, two home runs. Uh, still getting racking up the strikeouts quite easily as Kevin Gosman tends to do, but. A little bit more recently, you're starting to see either signs of him tiring a little bit or being burned by the shift. He's one of the pitchers that has been burnt by the shift the most all season uh, in baseball, where he just level. Yeah, it's it's also very unlucky uh, for Kevin Gosman in a different way compared to Jose Barrios this season. But Craig, um, second two starts in a row now, <laughs> went seven against the Rays on Thursday, but five earned runs, and then it just completely 
uh, unraveled on the bullpen after that, and they lost 11 to nothing. And even against Texas, I know Texas does have some offense, and they uh, can pack a punch. But five and a third, eight hits, five earned runs. Um, are you a little concerned at this very moment about Kevin Gosman, or is this just a stretch that he's going through and he's totally going to be fine? Kevin Gosman right now is the exact reason why I want them to hurry up and just clinch something. Yes. Because <laughs> if they clinch, let's say they clinch a spot in the next couple of weeks, you know, there's how many, you said there's 15 games. Let's say they clinch something in a playoff appearance of some sort in seven games. Sure. That is all that much more important to somebody like Gosman where they can get him the right rest and get him that nice ease into the playoffs. Because right now I'm wondering how much of it is fatigue or they've found something out that I would rather him be working on whatever those changes are to get over the hurdle behind the scenes rather than in the game, <laughs> you know, because then otherwise the secret's out and, you know, he gets lit up by the Yankees or whoever we end up playing, you know, it's just how it is. But to that point, I think he is a good case in point on why it'd be really nice just to watch the offense truck everybody over the next few days here and have that wild card birth, at least in its minimalist form, <laughs> <laughs> to go forward with we continue getting better to the point where we're obviously still holding on to the first wild card spot or that division it's only that much different or that much better i mean but i really think that he is the exact reason why you need that little bit of extra rest for that Orioles series that you were talking about a few minutes ago tyson he's such a he's such an interesting pitcher too because he's you know he's constantly gone deep into games this year you know, some days the splitter's on. Sometimes, the you know, some days the, the opposing team just isn't swinging at it. Like, he's such an interesting pitcher. And one thing I was going to look up, actually, was his stats last year. Because he was, he you know, he had a great season. And then he also, at the second part, and later half of the second half of the season, he had right. some outings, same thing, where, you know. Uh, it was know, actually about this time of year with yeah. the Giants last year. Because he had, he had a couple outings in... He had one outing in July. He had six earned runs. He had one in August where he gave up five earned runs. And then he had a few to end September, October, where, you know, three earned runs, three earned runs, four earned runs, four earned runs, which, mm-hmm. which isn't terrible because, you know, if you still go six, seven innings, yeah. nothing wrong with that. And this, Blue Jays offense, and this Blue Jays offense can give you that many, you know, that many earned runs. But I think definitely kind of to your point too, Craig, like him and Manoa are two pitchers that you're like, hey, we know you're, you're a one and two. You, we, we, we need to win a ball game. You're a go-to guys. We, you know, and that's, I don't want to say expected because obviously that's, that's, you know, he, nothing's you guaranteed it. as a game. Nothing's guaranteed. Right. So, but if you're going to, you know, say who, who do you want to go? You're, those are your two guys right now. Yes. Do you want to get them rested and, and ready for that? Possibly. Or maybe Manoa's like, I like my routine. I'm pitching, you know, the most innings I've ever, I have I've done in a very long time. Yep. Let me keep going. And maybe you say, yep, go ahead. Or, you know, because even you know, back in 2020, Ryu was like, I need to do game two. But we 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 knew that from him. We knew the extra yep. day of rest usually benefits him. It didn't that time. But, you know, that's, you know, that's that's the risk of it. Right. And I think with Gosman, you know, if he does have that, you know, the one maybe they push him back with one of the off days or something. You know, there's ways you can tinker yes. with it without without taking him out with still giving that start. Or even if you clinch and you're like, go out there throw four innings. You want to try your splitter doing something? Give it a try. You're facing the, you're facing the Red Sox. Yeah. Go, go try. Right. And obviously you still want to win those games. If you're, you know, if you're in the, in the vision hunt, maybe you don't put him in that day, but you know, he'll be someone to watch over those next, those next couple starts and see, 
you know, is it something maybe he's fading or is it, you know, that was just Tampa had him that day. You yeah. know, two, two home runs like that. Did they have him that day? Who knows? It could be just as much that, as that you're talking about advanced scouting more than anybody. See, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the raise in a nutshell. Um, I also, to that point about you said about how they shuffle that workload, I would say that it, to your point, that Gosman's more in the Ryu category and Manoa's the, no, I'm pitching. <laughs> yeah, you're not taking this, you're not taking this ball from me. You are not exactly. taking this ball from I think they're going to be hard-pressed even pushing him to a sixth day without <laughs> an off day in there, actually. <laughs> Get something going for the uh, end of the that season. Was, that was part of that impressive week, right? Like, he wasn't feeling well, and he still came out that second game. And I think it was the quote after the game. He's like, my job is not to feel well. My job is to go out and pitch. And it's like, oh, I know. <laughs> Then he's channeling his inner Michael Jordan, you know, on a flu game. I think he made that comparison at one point, too, but he was being very comedic about it because he's not, you know, Michael Jordan's, a, you know, he might, Alec Manoa might someday be the god of pitching, but right now he's still <laughs> our best. Sophomore season. What, what you're saying is if Blue Jays win the World Series and they did a Netflix documentary, there'll be an episode on the uh, shit game for uh, Alec Manoa where he yeah. overcomes his uh, uh, stomach bug and goes out and pitches a gem. As a turning this will be like the uh, Kurt Schilling bloody sock thing. <laughs> so you might go down Blue Cole Jays wouldn't more. go past the Audi sign, and I took yes, it yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now we're gonna do okay. That's two moments that he's already proven that he's a you know <laughs> man amongst boys, I guess. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Well, look, let's let let's look ahead. Um, that was a very good homestand, uh, successful one. It was a winning one, and that's all you can ask for when you are at home. They now go on the road, play two against the Phillies, uh, and then four at the drop. Uh, we can save that for the end when we do our record predictions and picks to click. Um, I think we're all in agreement. We're like 90% sure that uh, six games <laughs> in 15, or I guess 17 for the Orioles, uh, is going to be pretty damn hard to overcome uh, to even tie the Blue Jays uh, the rest of the way. I mean, look, the Blue Jays have the second most wins in the American League since the All-Star break. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that when the offense has a uh, series like they do against the Angels uh, back in August, but <laughs> it's yeah. true. Uh, yeah! <laughs> right behind Houston. Um, so I don't think they're going to collapse and totally flame out. So I'm feeling pretty good, but we'll say 90%. Uh, with that 90%, Tyson, um this is another debate, kind of like the Jose Barrios Ross Stripling thing that's always going to happen between now and when the playoffs roll around for Blue Jays fans is where do you want to finish if it's not the American League East title and winning the division? Uh, obviously, I think we might all be in agreement that we want wildcard <laughs> one and home field advantage, but there is also an equally good path going to play Cleveland, even though that's on the road, because if you win that, which you should over an inferior opponent, you still get to bypass the Astros and play the Yankees, who have struggled a lot uh, since acquiring Frankie Montas uh, at the deadline and just even going back before that. Lack of Montas after thing. <laughs> Exactly. So, <laughs> that worked out strangely okay, didn't it? <laughs> or the home field advantage, um, or are you preferring the Cleveland route a little bit? I think, see, personally, I, I think I would love the home field advantage just because playoff baseball in Toronto we've seen can be an absolute, absolute gong show, right? Like, it can be absolutely just electric. We know the Blue Jays play well at home. And just playing in front of your home crowd is that, you know, that extra boost that I think you kind of need in a playoff series. But at the same time, it's hard to it's hard to fathom not playing, let's say, like a, we know what we know would be a weaker team. Right. Because we know the Mariners 
and the Rays have been good this year. The Mariners own the season series on the Blue Jays, although they were going through that slump when that happened. And I think for the Blue Jays, it almost seems like you kind of want to be number one or you want to be number three, right? You kind of want to avoid that number two because you're either playing Tampa at the Trop, which is not ideal, or you're playing Seattle in their home barn. The only benefit really being you're... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I get a ton of people from West Canada that are hopefully coming over and supporting the team. It might feel the like team. a home game. <laughs> it, it could, and, and that's, but that's not a guarantee, right? Correct. And, right, and so at the same time, if you get first, you also potentially have that added benefit that Robbie Ray can't come over the border. Mind you, thing, things may shift over time, and we, you know, Robbie Ray might get, his, he might get the vaccine tomorrow, right? That's, and we don't yeah. know that. And so that's not something you want to guarantee or bank on that happening because the, the Mariners also still have two, three, two to three very good pitchers, right? You know, Gilbert right. and Castillo. So I think with the Blue Jays, you definitely, you know, you, the, the added disadvantage about playing Cleveland is they got three starters who are just fantastic, and we've seen that, right? right. And, and I don't feel confident with that at all. <laughs> see, that's, and that's and that's kind of the you know the hit and miss, right? Because we we played the Rays. We you know McClanahan is great too, and they got a couple other good starters there. And so you kind of got to pick your poison. And playing at home against another team, I think, gives you that necessary not necessary advantage, but added advantage. Even if you have to play Cleveland on the road because their starters are so electric, right? You would just hope if you can get a if you can get a hold of them early, then you're smooth sailing. But we've seen in the past that that's not a guarantee. And so exactly. I think playing at home, having that home field advantage, we know the split stats for quite a few of these pitchers are better at home. You know, the Jordan Romano light show obviously didn't, you know, first blown save at home and we're, and we're in, in September. And for yeah. for a closer, that's that's pretty good. Elite, that's that's still pretty elite closer status, right, for, for the season. So. I, I would I would go <laughs> I would go I would go definitely you want the home field advantage you want wild card number one also for the bias that I can try and buy playoff tickets so yes ah, there it is <laughs> keyword try probably <laughs> there's that Thank you. Um, are you in agreement with Tyson on uh, where the where you want them to finish dude I want bat flips and uh, freaking parrot walks in my own backyard I don't want it. <laughs> But um, I I do think there we we remember back to 2015 and 2016 and those home games for the Blue Jays were the catalyst to everything that we got to see in those playoff runs and yeah, we got to take it to school against the Rangers both times but um, those next series were always very challenging and complicated and good series I don't know if those would have been the same series going into KC in 2015 without all that we went through and having that final home steal of approval in the division series. I, I unfortunately, Kansas city had it that year. I uh, can't say much more team. about it than that. <laughs> um, they were good luck touching that pitching. <laughs> that was the whole problem. And it was the old adage in baseball that good pitching usually beats good hitting. Um, we have great hitting. So that's a little bit of a different tip into it. <laughs> um, I do think we need to come up with some more timely hitting, but I, it's something about 
Cleveland and them having just enough ways to get an offense going and having that pitching to your point, Tyson, is scary to me. I'm not as completely scared of the Seattle Mariners pitching just because it is, like you said, after those three guys. And I don't think they did enough to really reinforce that bullpen. They're still relying on their grown youth yep. to really hammer down a game, which is, don't get me wrong, very, very good. <laughs> but um, do you guess, do you expect to get the same thing you got from like Andrew um, uh, Muniz? in the playoffs, it, it, does he get into the headspace thing of the game gets bigger than him? If that happens, I want him to be getting that in our arena where the fans are going to go nuts and Jay's nation is louder than all hell and, you know, causes four errors in a <laughs> inning for Elvis Andrews and <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, I, that, I think that spells success for the Blue Jays is that home field advantage. And I'm not upset about the alternative, but if they – can have any control over it. That first wild card spot does cement the Jays nation having a good role in this playoff race. Yeah, I completely agree. I wonder if a way to kind of frame the thinking over the next couple of weeks before we get there is who would be the best matchup for them. And that throw out home field on the road, wherever it is, because it can be a combination of any three or four outcomes at this point, playing Cleveland, mm-hmm. Uh, the only way you play Cleveland is if you are on the road uh, and in wildcard yes. three, but you could be at Tampa, you could be at Seattle or either, or it could be home to you. So there's five possible outcomes. And if you go through and rank those really quick, when I was thinking about this question, I'm going to ask the both of you, I think my personal rankings would be obviously wildcard one at home to Seattle because of the Robbie Ray vaccination question. And that puts him out of that series. Tyson, you made a very good point. We don't know. He may have gotten his vaccine. I mean, what Merrifield did when he wasn't, and we knew he wasn't when Kansas City comes and here. The candidate Especially when the they law. can forecast this. Yes. The candidate changed the law over the next couple of weeks. And that's, and that's, that's, a, that's a hot topic right now. It is right? a right so. hand. That app might be going away. You never know. <laughs> the vaccine requirements might, uh, might be abolished uh, in time for the playoffs. But... With the uncertainty and not knowing, I would definitely rank my number one matchup would be at home to Seattle, just because you might be able to get rid of Robbie Ray in that series. I think number two then goes to wildcard three when you go to Cleveland. I know their pitching staff scares me. Tristan McKenzie, Shane Bieber, <laughs> so on and so forth. Very yeah. scary. Plus the bullpen. <laughs> Plus the bullpen, exactly. Emmanuel Classe at the end is filthy. And then in any combination, way, shape, or form, I know we just took three out of five from the Rays. But I do not want to play the race, um, especially but, in the trap. Yeah. <laughs> it's a possible thing I want. If it's the race, it's at home. But even then, I still don't want to play them at home because Shane McClanahan is all but a guaranteed one win for Tampa. And you know the way you win that series is by beating them two or three times. I think you could sweep Seattle if it's in Toronto. I think you could sweep Cleveland if you go to Cleveland. Um, but there's, I don't think there's any chance that you sweep the race uh, when you play them at home at the trap with McClanahan going. So I pose this question back to you. Craig, start with you. Rank your top three outcome and matchups uh, uh, of all the possibilities that the Blue Jays could have. And Tyson, you'll be going after him. I guess got my notepad. <laughs> uh, I know, right? It's like I got too many computers going on. I don't have anywhere to write anything. <laughs> um, after go. this, oh, go ahead. No, no, I said rapid fire. Let's go fire them off. Okay. I was just, just going to say, I honestly, I'm curious to see how we would play in that series against the, you know, the one that they swept us in Seattle. I honestly would like to see how that looks facing this team the way it is now. We were literally, nothing was going right. 
yeah. at all that whole weekend <laughs> going from there in LA and everything. It was just the, the low part point of how the team could play at all this year. That team is maybe going to be on their heels a little bit and then get slammed by the way we really play baseball. <laughs> so I'd be curious to see if that would be my favorite one right now. And then very close after that is the Rays and the um, crap. Why am I blanking on the third team now? <laughs> Yeah, Cleveland. <laughs> so I'd give you a wash between the two of those. Maybe the Rays I'd rather face just slightly right now because of how banged up they are. But yeah. they've been getting healthier over the last few weeks. The fact that Franco's back and <laughs> all that kind of stuff like that. McClanahan's back. They're looking a little bit more like the team we played weeks back. Yeah. Not the one we just played. <laughs> exactly. Tyson, where are you at with your rankings? Uh, I, I agree with you on Jays versus Seattle. And I think one of the reasons, too, is because they got a bit of a younger team. And you kind of yep. hope the Blue Jays playoff atmosphere kind of, kind of I don't want to say scares them, but, you know, gets them out of their comfort zone. You know, especially. It's especially definitely not going to help them. Yeah, especially, <laughs> like I said, let's let's hypothetically even say Ray is able to pitch there. Right? Like, Blue Jays fans are just going to be all over him. Like, yep. so it's just, you 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 get that whole thing. Oh, now you get then. vaccinated. I see how yeah. you are. <laughs> and so, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then I, I would say next would be for me is Jay's playing Tampa at home. Yep. And I say that just because same thing, you know, even though Shane McClanahan's fantastic, younger pitcher, hasn't really, you know, he's had I don't think I don't know if he's had postseason experience. I'd have to look that up. But it's same thing. And you got Wander Franco, you got a bit of a younger team. They they are feisty, but we also just took three or two of them. Right. Yep. And that's I think yep. that goes that goes a bit of a long way with how, you know, we could play against them going there. I then have Jay's at Cleveland because I think with that you know, the Cleveland plays a small ball, but the Blue Jays have a better defense than 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 we've seen in previous years. And I think with, you know, they got to face their pitching, but at the same time, younger squad, except for, you know, Bieber. Bieber's been around the block a few times. So mm-hmm. yeah. you, you could kind of hopefully get that. Um, Jays in at Seattle, hopefully the West Western Canada shows up and the same thing, the younger, the younger audience there. And then I just want to avoid Tampa and Tropicana at all costs. Yes. <laughs> if we, if, if the Blue Jays make the playoffs, and don't win another game. And I hear again that the Blue Jays haven't won a playoff game since 2016. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> and then if I had to pick again, number one is, is getting the first round by in the AL East and playing whoever comes down that way. Right? Hey, hey, <laughs> that'd be the easy, obvious. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I just that one's like they're like, playing the lower seed in that too because yeah. the way we would the records would line up too. Yeah. Cleveland yeah, is not going to be getting out of that spot. Yeah, we'd be yeah. there too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's like you saw the agenda or something posted in the chat because that's where we're going next. The is <laughs> not done. It really isn't done. Uh, they're they're five and a half back. Both teams don't play tonight, so no game will be ground or no game will be lost uh, by either team. The only teams that can gain ground, the Mariners, who are going to win today, uh, they'll gain half a game. Uh, and the Orioles <laughs> playing Detroit could gain half a game, or they could lose half a game and go back to six and a half and make up for half that game they lost yesterday. Uh, so, Tyson, uh, the very simple question to you is, what, uh, obviously, the gap can't grow between the Blue Jays and the Yankees between now and when they play mm-hmm. them. But five and a half, even with three games left, does seem like it'll be quite insurmountable. Last year, what was it when that series opened up the last um, homestand of the year? When they hosted the Yankees, they were, what, three back uh, of the Yankees for a wildcard spot? They lost one around there. Around around there. Actually, I think it was two because they could have gotten down. And anyways, regardless, uh, five and a half with three left against the Yankees at home against Toronto. Um, 
obviously you want to get that gap as close as possible for when you play them there because then you can make it super interesting like if the gap's four and you take two then you could get that down to three with uh mm-hmm. playing the red sox and the orioles so what would you put the blue jays chances of being able to sneak out a division title uh and what gap do you need to see between them and the Yankees to make it really realistic before that game next week, Monday. See with that, I think, you know, cause they got to place the Phillies and the Rays, right. And it's going to be, know, we, it's gonna be and, and they're in Tropicana, right. So that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a tough and time. Philly. Yeah. But Philly, if I remember correctly, Philly's not, I don't want to say scuffling, but they've had, they had some, you know, Noah Syndergaard wasn't performing. Bryce Harper's in a, no, I wouldn't say slump, but he's definitely he's coming not. out of it. He's, he's, he's slow. <laughs> Let's say hopefully slowly, but you know, and they gotta, they gotta, you know, they gotta face some tough, some tough pitchers in Philly. They gotta face some tough, you know, some a tough atmosphere in Tampa. I think over, let's say over the next week or so, obviously, I, you gotta have that advantage. You gotta take, you gotta take these next two series, whether it be, you know, obviously you, you, you gotta. I think it's because they only play two games against the Phillies. You gotta sweep them, and sure. then you need, you need to take the majority of the race series because not only is that key for your standings. That's key for your momentum going into face the Yankees, right? And Correct. and that's where we kind of have that conversation because the Yankees, you know, they got to face the Red Sox, they got to face who else? Is they got to face the Pirates. They're playing the Pirates like, tomorrow. Red like, Sox, hope, Blue Jays, Orioles, yeah. and Rangers. Like I'm, I'm hoping O'Neill Cruz has like the game of his life, like <laughs> right. And I think and he very well might. That kid is insane. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think with that, you know. So many people right now are focused on the Aaron Judge MVP as well as his home runs. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he's yeah, exactly. You know, he's like Alex Rodriguez. He doesn't he doesn't hit it for so long. And during that time, he starts struggling and the Blue Jays can capitalize on that because we know that the, the Yankees haven't been as dominant as they were at the start of the season. But at the same time, we know the Blue Jays can easily turn September into just this absolute dominant performance. The problem is, is they have a tougher task than their than the Yankees do, and we still know that you know they're still the Yankees. They can turn things around and become dominant. And doing that against the Pirates and the Red Sox is a great opportunity, right? So I think it, it goes back to what I said earlier: the Blue Jays need to care, take care of their own business. And then when you go to face the Yankees, if you, I think within, I I, I would think you got to be within the three 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 to four game area. If you're not within that three to four game area, Pretty you got a real uphill climb. You got a real uphill mm-hmm. climb because the Yankee schedule. Is 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 easier, but you still have to face some of these ALEs teams, and we know that we know that these ALEs teams can give you a lot of trouble. And the Rangers, you know, are they going to be tapped out by that point and say, you know, here's, you know, here's Jack Ryder, right? Like, yeah, we want to. But, we but see to that we point, I honestly hope they do something like that and like go fucking wreck it, Ralph, on this. Going, I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> you know? right? so, I, I think I think the key for the Blue Jays is when you go when you face the Yankees, three or four games. Yep. And then and then you basically I don't want to say sweep because that's obviously super tough against the Yankees. But then the same thing. You need to take the series. You need to keep just chipping away and chipping away. And then hopefully you can do some against the Red Sox. And then hopefully when you get to Baltimore, Baltimore, same thing. They're tapped out and they just want to they want to see what all their prospects can do. Right. You yeah. don't need you don't need Aguilar going out there and taking out a bats. You can put you can put some of the younger folks in. Right. So sure. I think that's I think that's the mark. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, Craig. Are you in agreement with uh, with Tyson? Yeah, I don't. It, the division would be amazing, and but I think their chances right now are purely fifty fifty at the best. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care what the sports writers say. The chances are because the the real 
metric is probably like they have like a 10% chance of stealing the division from the Yankees. But Yankees have been slumping. They haven't been hitting on all cylinders. I was trying to find their ridiculous, horrible record since the All-Star break. And the only one I can find is as accurate as September 3rd when they were 15 and 25 at that time. <laughs> it hasn't gotten much better. So it's still way more losses than it is wins. Um, they were 6-4 and four over their last 10, I saw. But to that point, is riding Donaldson and Judge right now. Um, and we know John Donaldson's not the same guy we saw in 2015-2016. Judge is batting leadoff for them. So those home runs are more so home runs than they are anything of late so there's enough wild cards in that situation there for the Blue Jays to sneak in and steal it but they have to do what they're doing against some of really stiff competition while the Yankees don't have as technically a hard competition so not unsurmountable but not you know, we're going to find out really how well the baseball gods are shining on Toronto in the next few weeks guys. <laughs> <laughs> If it's any more than five and a half, what it is now going into that, it's pretty much done. Even if it is five and a half, you have to sweep it. And as you said, Tyson, that'll be a tall task to do. So get it as close as you can before you play the next. They can month. get it within three before next week. That would be 100%. slightly insane. And then I would say that that's that fifty fifty sounds more accurate. <laughs> yeah, I would even tilt that maybe even sixty forty uh, in their favor. It's going to take the wind out of their sails for sure. For sure, Yankees Absolutely. Nation's going to be freaking out. Yes, exactly. we all love are already freak out. Um, quick question for the both of you. I saw this on Twitter the other day before we uh, get off to Monday Night Football. Uh, but um, somebody pointed out, you know, as a Mariners fan right now, um, the gap between you and the Orioles is four games. Uh, you have, what is it, 22, 23 year playoff drought since 2001. You haven't made the playoffs. Um, I know everything is going very, very well for the Mariners right now. They have a very soft finish to their calendar, but is there a sliver of doubt if you're a Mariners fan in either of your heads that you could collapse it and somehow that streak just continues and maybe Baltimore sneaks in? I think Julio Rodriguez carries that team on his back and they make it. I think they're talented enough that they, they're in a situation where I, I think they have enough firepower, they have enough depth where could they lose a few games and the Orioles make it close? Yeah, but they also, you know, they have to face, I think they have to face each other one more time, if I remember correctly. And I, you know, it's, it's one of those, I think, I think Seattle has enough momentum on their side. I think they did enough of the deadline. Yeah, the bullpen, like you said, Greg, not, not the, not the biggest and greatest of updates. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? We've seen, we've seen young players absolutely dominate the playoffs. And one of the big reasons Atlanta had such a good postseason last year was because they picked up Jorge yeah, Soler, right? Like, and it's it's these random one-offs who just have these fantastic postseasons. Right. And you know, if they have the same thing at the end of the season here, right? With any anything that they had there, you know, Castillo keeps pitching well. I think I don't, I don't want to say a lock, but they've definitely if even if they go a little bit, you know, if they lose a few games over the next little bit here, I don't know if the Orioles have enough in the tank to to do it. I think I think mm-hmm. this is. I think this, the three teams you see now in the wild card, or at least making the playoffs in the wild card, maybe like a, you know maybe the Blue Jays taking Fisher, right? right? But at least kind of the four teams you have now is who you I think is going to be there. Where right. they stand is the big question. 
For sure, for sure. Craig, same thing. Are you in agreement with that? Or is there a silver? I'm in agreement with it, but I can see why Seattle Seattle Mariners fans are freaking out. And same (laughs) to that that point, the Rays fans. And I just to be this guy because guess what team I'm watching tonight and hoping, praying to God that something finally happens in the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) Is it? I, I know what they're feeling when, and as Blue Jays fans go, they haven't been to the play, you know, playoffs in a long damn time. Is everything against them? And yes. they've been this close recently. <laughs> you know, Robinson Cano was on that team a few years ago. That before he had all the roids <laughs> and all the other mess that's been Robinson Cano since. But that's that year they were they missed it by like a few games. It was like us last year. You know, this what. What are the baseball gods angry with them? <laughs> that's like that's the flip side of our coin here. Um, something has been funky, and as far as uh, Rays and Mariners fans, I'd be sitting there going, you know, freaking out. What's what if? You know, it's that what if until it happens, you don't believe it. And same thing with uh, Blue Jays, and like I said, as being a Bills fan, until it finally happened, yeah, it it was like. Oh, Okay, now we can go. <laughs> it's goose drama. That and, magic you know, number. Yes, exactly. Correct. Craig, because in 2015 we didn't think it was going to happen. We were sitting there at the All Star game, sub 500, all over again. Price, <laughs> who is finally retiring after all? No, he's this not. Stuff. No, he's not. Oh, is he? He, can't. he they he went he, out and who said, else said that he, he bought because it was Night, it was Nightingale who said of who course. I think released a report and Price not was like good. that's that's not true. I'm currently uncertain. I'm currently uncertain, but I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he shuts it down. I think so, too. To that point, I'm surprised nobody's taking a risk on letting him just come air it out out of the bullpen. I'd he's having a great year in the bullpen. Have you seen his exactly. numbers? Exactly. He's continuing to keep doing that. He, can, he could be a great left-handed bullpen arm for the, like another three years. Just not at not at his contract rate. Right? <laughs> Correct. Just not at that kind of crazy money. <laughs> Stay away from that. Craig, if, if the Bills can find a franchise quarterback, the Mariners can make the playoffs. That's what I'm going to say. Exactly. There it is. <laughs> and they found their franchise guy in Ken Griffey 2.0. You know, yes. And, and, uh, Julio Rodriguez. Like, it is something insane. Problems. He's something else. He's something else. Well, Craig, I want to turn it over to you for picks to click and record predictions. I know the last month and a bit <laughs> pretty messy with the inconsistencies across the board with who's joining, who's not joining the show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I want to crown a winner tonight. Yeah, and, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to like, keep this going with random guests every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or we just say, you know what, everybody wins and be very happy. <laughs> Everyone gets a trophy. Well, then you have a horrible, like, you're, it's like you're giving your trophy up before I have a chance to give it to you, guy. If you need to get today, I'll take it. Yeah. So the last week that we had picks to click here, and I'm just more or less going to say this cumulatively over the last two weeks. This is what the picks would have been. I had Matt Chapman. Chris had Teoscar Hernandez. Adam had Kevin Biggio because it's his boy. <laughs> and then I, and then Brendan, you had Alec Manoa. Mm. And to that point, you were already winning by this getting your teeth with seven win, seven win. Oh no, sorry, six wins to all of our fives. <laughs> Out of that group, I'm sorry to say that none of those other guys I think came over across and touched that in the last two weeks. And Alec Manoa has the flu game of his life and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So Brendan, I'm gonna let you be that guy that says I was this year's 2022. Pick the click champion. I, <laughs> like, 2022. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Craig, I know you'll continue that in some way, shape or form moving forward as we get a little bit closer to the playoffs with with random guests and whatnot. Do you want to do it tonight or what? What do you think? Or do you want to take a week to, to reset it? I think I got to find something else new to fund and show and the show. And I've been doing the last couple of weeks, the um, when we have guests, I've been funding, finding fun things about them on the Internet. <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys saw last week I had I Hunter on. And um, when I was talking with Ian, it was I found one of his more recent articles was about the random weird stuff that's on the Toronto Blue Jays auction website. Oh, yeah. You looked into this? <laughs> Brendan, did you see any of this stuff? No, no, I didn't. They have, like, pieces of the old video board. They have dirt from the return game from after post-COVID Toronto Blue Jays. I can't remember what the third one was, but I was like, oh, it was a baseballs that weren't used, but they were in play for a no-hitter that was thrown against the Blue Jays. Justin Verlander. The Pax- <laughs> oh, and Verlander? I thought it was Pax- oh, uh, <laughs> and they were only a mere hundred and fifty dollars a piece. <laughs> I saw I saw someone they did the they did the baseball, like random baseball or whatever. I think they were like seventy five bucks and someone got Jacob Waggis pack. And they were like and they did like a thing on like on Twitter being like guess guess who it is? Like guess who's in this? And uh, no one got it. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> but but years, people forget that Waggis pack was a good farmhand. I'll get, you know, it still blows my mind. If you had a couple seven inning gems, like I think he went yeah. seven innings at Dodger Stadium, and he did one against the Yankees too. And my, then that was, yeah. my favorite is Thomas Pannone and his immaculate inning. Yeah, there yeah, was he that. Was, yeah. He's the last one to have a immaculate inning for the Blue Jays, and Steve Delabar was the other. I can't remember there's a third one. I can't remember. <laughs> Two highlights in Blue Jays. Uh, <laughs> on, Steve. You know, fandom. Go raise the bar on that one right there. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, so to that with- point, Greg. <laughs> oh. yeah. So to that point in the game whole thing, I guess was it, would you like me to? Uh, and I couldn't find anything fun with you, Tyson. So I dug back into the fact that we <laughs> this is something that most Blue Jays fans wouldn't know that you wrote an article on recently, and the fact that the Dunedin Blue Jays actually won the division that they play in for the Florida State League. You wrote an so article on that. I figured I'd give you a chance to, you know. Yeah, you know, break that news with the Blue Jays fans, other than the fact that they actually won their first game, I guess, too, in the next round. Oh, the championship series? I haven't. I was going to yes. say, I haven't looked yet, because uh, when I wrote the article, they had posted when the championship series was going, but basically, the uh, they're playing Fort Myers, the Mighty Muscles, uh, <laughs> and they oh, won the first So this is that game, actually. I'm sorry. They, it says game two, but I can't find the score for the first oh. game. <laughs> <laughs> so they won, they won the first game. Um, they had, it was Peyton. They had a lot of the, they have a lot of the 2022 draft class on that roster this year. And they've just been outstanding. Like it's just been, they've just been fantastic. And Peyton Williams was leading the way, their first baseman, uh, uh, Dowdy and Kasevich there. They were doing great. They had a lot of different pitchers in there as well. They, they, so they won the first one. Uh, they lost the second one and then they won a barn burner in the third one. It was three, one. And there was like no runs from like after the fifth inning, and uh, Ben Baggett got two saves in there, so it was it was fantastic. It was it's good to see the 2022 draft class playing you know single A ball and doing well like during not only in the season because they were playing well in the season and then doing well in the playoffs too, right? So it's good to see. And in the midst of that, they actually got their first. What I was just reading too is also their first playoff win at home since 2011, oh, wow. which think, think through your Blue Jays history. They <laughs> won a championship 
more recent than <laughs> 2011 in that league. Um, that year, they because of the hurricanes and stuff that were coming through Toronto, they didn't play oh. those home games for that championship uh, in their own stadium. They played it at the joint facility so they could hope to keep everybody together to do that. So that was and that was a team that had wow. Vladdy, Bo, Biggio everybody and then they went up to the next year and won the eastern league championship with new hampshire so on and so forth john schneider <laughs> big league level yeah big league manager yes exactly <laughs> any uh any final closing comments uh for the evening gentlemen i think that that sums up the week that was in blue jays baseball and we got to give T- tyson his shameless self-promoting uh yeah, for the jays yeah. journal website right now <laughs> uh come come view our stuff Pretty much. <laughs> no, we, uh, no, we have a good we have a good group going. Uh, we're firing all cylinders of the playoffs coming up. Myself, co-editor with uh, very talented Chris Henderson. He's been doing this for years. Fantastic. Uh, we have a lot of really great writers and a lot of great great stuff coming out. Uh, so definitely give us give us a look as we're as we're heading into not only the the you know the, the playoffs and the regular season, but also in the off season because we're we're always churning the rumor mill and. Giving your opinion, even though you didn't ask for it. So, <laughs> and now you all have this voice that you can do on this show and come on here. And <laughs> oh, what, is, what do you What do you mean by that? What do you say? <laughs> Remember, it's that whole thing that we're like officially part of your team now. We're just this, you know, redheaded know. stepchild nonsense going on over here. <laughs> but it's more red beard. <laughs> No, uh, your guys' podcasts are there as well. They 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 show up on every article as part of the advertising. There you go. That I've seen. That I've seen at least. <laughs> Excellent. Craig, any final thoughts? money here. <laughs> Craig, are the Bills going to win tonight? Uh, yes. They need to exercise their demons against the Titans. Yes. And it's going to happen at home. Titans have been for the last couple of years, so it's uh, about time Buffalo pays the uh, pays it back. Uh, to on the flip of that, Derrick Henry is on my fancy football team, so if oh, that's the way I lose, that's the way I lose. <laughs> I need, see, I need Josh Allen to have a terrible game because – it's it's a little close. <laughs> You're playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh, gentlemen, funny. this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Tyson, thanks for hopping on with Craig and I. Um, of if you didn't see the news, um, it's not goodbye for me. It is see you later. Uh, I will be oh. here uh, <laughs> moving forward, um, more so as a guest instead of a more permanent fixture. Craig, I can't say enough good things about the last four years of doing this with you. Well, we started, in, I think, permanently maybe towards the tail end of 2017. Um, so it gets closer to five years now, um, picked it up. Obviously we added Adam and Chris, uh, to the team over the last couple of years have had some great guests on the show like Tyson. And it really was, um, something during the pandemic in 2020 and a little bit in 2021, where this was the, uh, the main event, uh, every single week, that was always something to look forward to on the calendar. And very proud of what we've done the last couple of years, but Hey, I'm not, I'm not leaving permanently. I will be back on, you know what, when they, I, as I said before the show, Craig, I'll hop back on, uh, especially if they make a playoff run. I'll definitely want to. You got these fair weather podcasters now, not just yes. fans, you know. It's, <laughs> yes. But to that point, dude, it, it, it's been fun, Brendan. It has been a pleasure. And you kind of helped me build this up. It, originally, obviously, like you said, we had, you know, everybody else dive into it. It has been a pleasure and a highlight of my week every week, having you and Adam and Chris to chit chat with. Obviously, any week we do get you on, and obviously we get our other friends like Tyson and Chris and everybody else on this show. It's going to be a wonderful good time still. Um, still going to be the congregating point. I just have to do more work now, all on my own, because <laughs> <laughs> it was nice having a break every three weeks, <laughs> letting you guys run a show and going like that. But to that point, Brendan, I couldn't have been happier to have a partner for this for 300 and 
115 or some odd episodes. That's wild, man. That's wild. Right? It does fly. It definitely does fly. But uh, no, I appreciate you, Craig, uh, and Tyson for hopping on. Um, I will close it off my final show hosting for a little while by saying, uh, listen on, well, I guess Jay's Journal, the official podcast of Jay's Journal will be posted there. You'll be able to see that. Um, anywhere you get your podcasting pleasures from, take a listen, rate, subscribe. Craig, I know you'll continue great things here. Uh, get great guests and continue to provide excellent coverage of our Toronto Blue Jays. Let's end this show how we always do with two claps and a Ric Flair. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Let's Let's go, go. Blue Jays. Take the division. Yes. (laughs) Division title, please. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.